0: This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 56. Brady, how are you doing today?
1: Doing good. Just enjoying uh, New Year's thus far.
0: Yeah, how is it uh, just a couple days in here?
1: Well, let's see. (laughs) I showed up to pick up my New Year's Eve date the other night and Uh-oh. didn't notice her waving me towards the gravel driveway. So I'm like, oh, there she is, and just floor it right up into their front yard, which was, as you know, we had like tropical storms that night. Yeah. So their yard was like a swamp, and my car got stuck.
0: It got stuck in the front yard. Yeah. Oh, man. So what did you guys do? Did you get like an Uber? Just like walk to no, where you were going? We had to get it towed out. Nah. nah, nah. <laughs> Not next year. <laughs> Not next year. Just going to stay home and watch uh, Jurassic Park instead. Well, yeah. But hey, Brady, are you ready to go ahead and get into the show? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. In the previous minute, we saw Dennis Nedry begin his plan to steal dinosaur embryos from the cryo labs at Jurassic Park. At minute number 56, we see Nedry's stopwatch program now running. He now has 20 minutes to steal the embryos and get them to the docks. At 5602, we see the tour vehicles heading back to the garage through the pounding rain. At 5608, in the rear vehicle are Dr. Ian Malcolm and Dr. Alan Grant. Malcolm is unscrewing the top to a flask of alcohol. Grant asks Malcolm if he has any kids. Malcolm responds that he has three children and proclaims that he loves kids. Malcolm takes a swig of the flask. Malcolm states that anything at all can and does happen. Malcolm offers a drink to Grant, who waves it away. Malcolm says, the same with wives, for that matter. Grant asks him if he is married. Malcolm says, occasionally. Malcolm goes on to state that he is always on the lookout for a future ex-Mrs. Malcolm. Malcolm laughs at his own wittiness. At 56.34, we cut to an interior shot of the control center where we can now see Nidri running past two windows. Nidri stops at a door and peers inside. At 56.40, through the glass on the door, we can see a video surveillance camera monitoring the room. Nidri counts down from five. When he gets to one, we see a red light turn off on the camera and the contamination airlock door unlocks. Nidri slides the door open and steps inside. At 56.51, we see Ray light up a Zippo lighter and raise it to his cigarette. When the lighter nearly touches the cigarette, Ray is alarmed when his computer starts beeping. Ray turns his head to see red indicators showing up on his computer screen. Each red dot appears to show up over a doorway. Ray says, That's odd. From off screen, John Hammond asks him, What? And thus ends minute number 56 of Jurassic Park. So, there is not a lot happening in this minute, but there is at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just Nedry basically walking into the cryo thing and, you know, kind of like waiting for the clock to count down. And a little bit of a conversation with uh, Ian and Grant there in the car about wives and stuff like that. But I actually really like this minute. In fact, I like the whole Dennis Nedry trying to get off the island thing because I think the tone of it is just perfect.
1: Yeah, the fact that there's corporate espionage in this movie makes me like it all the more. If it had just been dino attacks and everything, it just wouldn't have been all that interesting. Right. Uh, And this is, in fact... This might be one of the more tense sequences in the movie. Is Nidri trying to get to the boat on time It's still the embryos and get to the boat on time?
0: Yeah, it's definitely ramping things up for the you know Tyrannosaurus attack that's about to happen in just a couple of minutes. But it it seeds it very well. It kind of gets you nervous. It kind of ra- ra- you know amps up the anxiety because we're what fifty six yeah. minutes in here and there really hasn't been a whole lot of action for this movie so far. It's just a lot of talking, a lot of very interesting talking, uh, but. Uh, the stakes are now getting raised minute by minute before we actually get into the dinosaurs attacking. So.
1: The Tyrannosaurus Rex attack scene is the sequence that everybody went to the movie, whether you had read the book or not. You know that sequence is coming, so you're all waiting for that, and then you're following this, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" I'm, I'm invested now in a story about a, a spy, or a wannabe spy, stealing these embryos, and I'm like, "Where's the next? Where's this big sequence that I've heard so much about, and I'm waiting for?" And this is gearing up all that tension for that, for that reveal.
0: Yeah. Um, In the trailering for this this movie, they didn't show any dinosaurs, right? Like, I think the only thing that I remember seeing was a Tyrannosaurus Rex leg maybe coming down and pushing into the mud. I think I remember seeing that on, like, maybe a TV spot or something like that. I think, um, I've talked
1: about it before already, the teaser trailer for this movie. It, It actually, this movie had a wonderful marketing campaign. Uh, the teaser trailer is one of the best teaser trailers I've ever seen. It had a second trailer, which is excellent. And all you got was like kind of dinosaur tails of the foot or mm-hmm. the T-Rex coming down and looking at Lex through the window and his pupil dilating.
0: Yeah, just the eye. Yeah,
1: And then um, I think there was another one. But uh, the fact that they did withhold on showing all of that is, you know... Master
0: it really got you ready for this movie when you went in because you didn't, you know, are, are ready to be blown away, basically, because you didn't know what to, uh, to to expect. And I think that they're continuing to hold off the big dinosaur stuff through this, you know. So we're, fi- we're 56 minutes in, and I can say, or 57 and 58, we don't see any more dinosaurs now. We're not going to see them for a few more minutes, but still, it's just like, at the last minute here, they're really kind of twisting the knife, you know, cranking the anxiety yeah. up the whole time. Yeah. So. And of course, he says he has an ex-wife. We don't actually know who his wives are, but in the Lost World, he is dating uh, Sarah Harding, who was played by uh, Juliet. Julian Moore. Julian Moore. Thank you, not Juliet Lewis, <laughs> not Ju- Julian Moore, uh, who was pretty great in that movie as well. I love anything that Julian Moore is in. So anyway, that's pretty much all I've got for minute number fifty-six. Do you have any notes on this? Yes, I do. On Ray's computer, we see the. Uh
1: the blueprints of the building and I was trying to figure out where the entrance to the visitor center, the rotunda would be and like the restaurant and all of that. Hmm. You can kind of tell, but, um, we just sort of assumed that the genetics lab and mission control, you know, the control room are all in the same building, all in the same compound. So, uh, It was interesting kind of looking over at that overhead glimpse and trying to figure out where you are.
0: They do kind of make it appear like, you know, from where we were watching the ride that went through earlier, that this is all like right next to each other. And the the cryo lab is next to each other because when you see Nidri walk past that window, it's the same window that's right there by his desk. So all that Muldoon or Ray or anybody had to do was really kind of like look over their shoulder into that cryo room and they could probably see Nidri. You like stumbling around and they're trying to pick up uh, dinosaur embryos and stuff. So, but they didn't, and uh, he's able to get away with it. So
1: that's right. Uh, the only other note that I have is Grant and Malcolm's rapport is uh, kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it is. I think. I, the fact, I, that they're kind of warming up. Too. One of my favorite lines in the movie is, "I'm always looking for a future ex Mrs. Malcolm." <laughs> you know that that kind of attitude, just kind of like, oh, I'm always looking for an ex girlfriend out there." Yeah, I thought that's a pretty funny line. So, uh, yeah. Do you think Ian Malcolm really likes kids?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, it's it's interesting. Earlier, they um when the kids run up and they see uh, Hammond on the stairs, they show all the men in the group, and they're all frowning. And then, yet we hear Malcolm later talking about how much he loves kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, he seems like the kind of guy who would. I think. Yeah, uh,
0: definitely likes him more than Doctor Grant appears to. But uh, you know, that's kind of Doctor Grant's arc in the whole thing. So. That's right. All right. Well, hey, I don't have anything else. You ready to get out of here? Let's do it. All right, folks, have a great day. We will see you here tomorrow. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And until next time, hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported
1: podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute. You've been listening to a Pele Media podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Media.